Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the third and final hour today of the Live with Rank program. If you would like to be part of the show today, 269-441-9595. Once again, that's 269-441-9595. Love to hear from you. I'll point out a couple things. I wrote a piece. What does it look like inside Michigan's biggest marijuana grower? And you may want to check that out at WBCKFM.com. It's uh they have a video in there. It's pretty cool and surprising at how many plants, marijuana plants, they'll be able to grow at any one time when they're at full capacity, which is 350,000 square feet. <laughs> it'll uh, it'll surprise you. Also, country star and popular conservatives coming to Battle Creek, Michigan. You can see a piece out there about that. With all the information, Travis Tripp will be here in June. He'll be performing at Kellogg Arena. And again, if you want to find out more information, go to WBCKFM.com and click on that article of mine. If you can't find it in the front uh, page or on opinion and commentary, because I did put some opinion in this, uh, very little, but some you can find it under Meet the Host Rank. Click on that handsome man there, and you will uh, find all the pieces I wrote there. He may need conservative health because the liberals don't like him because he is an unabashed lover of America and conservative policies. He joined James Woods uh, back in September of 2022 to take on the left on Twitter and then the left, the Democrats sent, sent out fake news, dis and misinformation, a Photoshop picture of him looking like Boy George. They put him in extra heavy makeup, then made fun of him and Boy George because they care. Biden supporters care about about the uh, LGBTQ community, right? Have you guys got the idea yet how much they don't care? So he may need your help. They then got mad at him because he started canceling concerts at venues that would make you wear the fake theater mask. 269-441-9595. We also talked about the inflation really, really hurting families right now. In fact, you remember last year, I think it was, I told you that the dollar stores or Dollar Tree was going to raise their prices. So for more than three decades, the Dollar Tree was selling everything for a dollar, right? One of the favorite jokes to do is walk in there and say, how much does this cost? Well, they're everything for a dollar philosophy did really well for them. Well, last year, Dollar Tree announced it has to increase its prices beginning last December to a dollar and a quarter. And they did. Dollar General did not. Dollar General increased their business. And the Dollar Tree did not. Their business went down. And then I want to point you to a very interesting piece. You could just search Democrat Congresswoman Murphy, Florida. And you'll find that political piece. Washington Free Beacon also has a piece about it. She's a young immigrant, Vietnamese refugee, who's only spent three terms in Congress, six years. She's not running for a new one, another term. 
And she says it's because her party leadership is pandering to those on the left, far left, farther left than them, who is soft on crime, defunding police, dismantling capitalism, and pursuing open borders. Everything we tell you guys. And the media, mainstream manipulative media, say we're all full of bunk. Right? So that was a very interesting article. Now, Russia was, I guess the good thing about Russia and Ukraine is, is that they're not advancing, it appears to me, but they are continuing to kill innocent people. And hopefully, not only will Putin, but any generals, any soldier, uh, well, well, what do you guys say? Should the soldiers who take out the orders of killing innocent people, should they be tried? Here in the United States, they would be. In the American army, they would be. Should they be tried as war criminals? They had snipers. Remember last week I told you about the people who were killed? Ten of them were in a bread line out there. Not the, not the, the hundreds that were in a bread line in New, Jer- in New York I was talking about last hour. This is a bread line in... Uh, Somewhere in, in Ukraine. Think about that. We have the same bread lines as they do, but our bread lines are longer. And then they mowed down. They killed all 10 of the people waiting there in that bread line. I heard over the weekend it, they sniped them. Should those people be tried as war criminals? Joe Biden ignored a reporter last week. What he, when he was asked what he had to say about the American citizens and journalists that were killed in Ukraine, he just walked away. He wouldn't answer it because he cares. Fox News White House correspondent, different time, Jackie Henrich, asked Biden if he had anything to say about the deaths of American in Ukraine. He continued shaking hands and did not respond to the question at all. Isn't that interesting? Well, it's because he cares. Here's something very interesting I found. Now, guess what, guys? The AP and people on the left are all supporting gun manufacturers now. American gun makers help Ukrainian fight back against Putin. Now they want guns. Now they want these people to make guns and send them over there. The AP, who've been trashing the gun industry for years wrote a feel-good story about a family-owned gun company in Florida who were sending semi-automatic rifles free of charge to the Ukraine. Wasn't that interesting? Other companies are doing it too, and now they're all for guns. I find that interesting. From California to New York, elected officials, sheriff departments, and nonprofits say they have also collected thousands of sets of body armor and millions of rounds of ammunition and guns for the Ukrainians. Well, that doesn't sound right, does it? Colorado Governor Jared Polis kicked off a campaign last week to ask police and sheriff departments to donate surplus ballistic helmets and other equipment. Well, really? Wow. That's interesting. The National Sporting Foundation, a trade group for firearms and manufacturers, distributed step-by-step instructions this week to its more than 8,000 members on how to apply for expedited export license. 
because they want to send free weapons to them. Well, isn't that just interesting? Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. If you have a thought about what we're talking today, it'd be nice to hear from you. Tom writes, Rank, if so many members of Congress are not running for re-election because they no longer support their party's policies, why don't they simply vote with Republicans on these outrageous bills? Or why not announce their beliefs and officially change parties so Pelosi and Schumer are replaced by Republicans that head the House and Senate? That's a very good question, Thomas, and I asked that of myself. It's because they still want to have some type of job afterwards. When they're their gig is up the end of this year. Where are they going to go? Fox News can only take a couple of them, I assume. But I thought that same thing. Tom goes on to write, it would only take one senator and very few representative changing parties to flip Congress. If they are true patriots, you think they would do this to save the country from the Marxists who are currently controlling our government. Oh, they're listening to me in a campground in Florida. Well, I appreciate that very, very not, uh, much. And finally, we have nice weather up here. So uh, it's probably still a little bit better there. That's a good question. I could only assume that they don't uh, want to switch parties because their whole lives have been in the Democrat Party. And they know, they know how brutal Democrats can be when you flip on them. You listen to Live with Rank coming back after this. Today, they're going to start discussing this new Supreme Court nominee, Judge Jackson. Wow. They are discovering, well, she actually proffered this one. Wait till you hear about this letter she wrote when she was clerking. This woman should not be within a thousand yards of the bench. We'll be right back after this. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Before I move on to the hate of this nominee, wow, uh, and 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 bigotry and racist by this judge, uh, what's her name, Katanya Brown Jackson. We'll get into that. I forgot. I got an email over the weekend, and I had know, known this. Scott writes, hey, Rank, I thought you may be interested in, because uh, we were just talking about Russia when it came to sending arms in, in Ukraine. I there's not a whole lot. It seems like a, maybe a stalemate to some extent has occurred there, which is good for the Ukrainians. I, I believe they say if they can stretch it out long enough, Russia may run out of money or certainly supply lines being cut to supply their people, their military. So while we were still on the Russian thing, I should have brought this up. I thought you may be interested in these on-the-street interviews with Russian citizens. I see a trend in another of these videos. The older generation, 50 and older, seem to think that the, quote, special operation, end quote, is a good thing. The middle-aged generations, 30 to 40, seem to think, it, wait, 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 50 and older, you're calling old, Scott? 50s is old now? Well, I don't know if I should read any more of this. I'm in my 50s. Anyway, middle ages, 30, middle age generation, 30 to 40 seem to think it's a bad idea 
and are worried for the future. And the kids 30 and under seem to not care what's going on and are clueless for the most part. They seem to only notice McDonald's is closed and iPhones are more expensive. And then he gave me a link. I had seen that in uh, many, a few stories, I should say, over the weekend where that breakdown, the older generation, and I think it's older than 50 generally, is still wedded to Sovietism, Sovietism, or the Soviet Union, I should say. The younger generations are the ones who aren't so happy about this. I had not seen that the kids aren't too worried about this. I, I think it can only get ugly for them. And quite honestly, until they throw him out and pay back the rebuilding of the country of Ukraine, I don't care. Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. Let's go to the phone lines. And next up is George from Dowling. Good morning, George. Welcome to the show. Good morning. I'm glad you got a dinger to tell us when to come on. It really sounds good. You got a what? It sounds like there's a ding when you put me on the air. There was a ding in my oh, ear. Bell. Okay. 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 That's good. That's All right. We're ready. All right. Uh, I love the sound of your new voice uh, on the radio with the new equipment I guess you got. You know what? That's interesting, uh, George, because someone called me uh, or contacted me, I should say, over the weekend because they had heard uh, me for the first time in a while and said the same thing. So maybe this is my true voice. And before all those well, it's, people, it's that everybody. Were uh, John voice. came on with you this morning and he sounded more realistic than all normal. All right. And uh, so I think I've heard that you, you know, your engineering and your new equipment has really upgraded the station. Uh, the issue of the tax refund, what do you want to call it? Uh, lowering the tax rate here in Michigan uh, we're never going to see that get down because of the fact that it's a good political basketball to keep bouncing back and forth. Uh, one point that kind of sticks in my craw. Well, hold on. Before this. you go further, George, we would have saw that go down if Whitmer would have signed the bill, but she vetoed it on Friday. The Republicans well, that's what I'm saying. It's a political it. basketball. She wants to get well, her part of the refund or lowering the rates. But, well, I guess when you call it a political basketball, I would, I'm thinking that both sides want, neither side want it to happen. Um, but it's the right who did pass it, the left who voted against it, all but a few, and she vetoed it. But that's part of the system. You have to know, Rank, that they passed it knowing she was going to veto it. And well, so they, they get be, their win. That may be true, but it, it is uh, you got to pass it to give it a chance. Right, I agree. You know, at least they tried. The other part that sticks in my cross some is this uh, rebate for the uh, uninsured motorist fee over the years we've been getting, you know, raped on more or less. Uh, they're going to give us this refund yeah. or the refund's coming back. But the trouble is a person now that doesn't have a car and isn't driving, I believe, is not going to get it from what I understand. Yeah, I mean, that's a ripoff because there was a cutoff date. So it was kind of, I believe, a ripoff that people who were paying all those years aren't getting anything back. Uh, and we were told that uh, like a week ago, we'll come within a week. And have you seen no check yet? I haven't. Well, I, you know, I, I just know that those Did people paid a lot of money in over the years, like our grandparents and things like that. And now they don't have a car, don't drive anymore, and they don't get a dime of that back. It's a dang shame. Right. Uh, this part about your Supreme Court you justice know, if, nominee. Can I, can I interrupt you for a second? I was just talking to my wife over the weekend, uh, and we were talking about our children's debt they owe on their student loan. And, you know, I'm struggling whether to tell them to pay that off or not. 
because the left wants to just forgive everybody. So if they pay it off, other than making their payments they owe, if they put more money into it, and then a year from now the left just turns around and says you're all forgiven, who screwed? Them, right? Yes. Yeah, they, they need to wait and not pay it off because eventually they'll probably get it forgiven. Uh, the other part that really is amazing is these police departments and private individuals and groups picking up items, ammunition, and the stuff to send to Ukraine. How do they know what they need over there? Seems like our government, with its military savvy, would know what needs to be sent and get behind an effort. How do you do any good sending a box of uh, 40 caliber shells if they've got 50 caliber weapons or something? Well, I, I'm sure that there is some collaboration that is occurring that they know. They know they need body armor. Apparently only 30% of their arm, their army has body armor. They know well, they need would... helmets. Now, yes, when it comes to ammunition, you'd have to find out exactly what rifles they're using in, in the caliber. Well, I was down in Louisiana for the past week, so I missed you, but I heard that uh, we were sending shotguns, too. Now, how does a shotgun go up against a tank, in my mind? Well, not even... Well, I guess they're, they a shot... Well, it wouldn't be against a tank, but it certainly would be for street-to-street uh, -street fighting, which they say could occur. All right, George, thanks a lot for calling in. Appreciate that. 269-441-9595. Now, I was telling you about this federal judge that the Democrats put up for the next Supreme Court position, Judge Jackson. She has uh, quite an interesting path, past. She wrote a letter to the editor of the Boston Herald when she was just clerking in response to a piece from a columnist that noted that the population of white people in America could decrease steeply as a result of open borders immigration policy. So that's all he was talking about. Again, facts. Quote, to my mind, he also, uh, let me see. Yes. So what this woman who now could be your next Supreme Court judge wrote as a law clerk. Quote, to my mind, he's also like the liberals' purported view of American history, irredeemable evil. That's what he she called this guy because he wrote that an open borders policy would reduce the number on uh, percentage of white people. Well, what is does that doesn't mean that it's racist. He's stating fact. And the last thing I guess this judge Brown Jackson want is people talking facts to her, which is odd. As a judge, you would think she would always want facts. So she calls him irredeemably evil for writing a fact. His column also attacked black civics leader Luis Farrakhan. Well, Luis Farrakhan, Farrakhan is not a very good person. She wrote, no, I won't say what she wrote because it's, uh, it gets nasty. Now, what was interesting in this piece in the Washington Free Beacon, they say law clerks seldom share political opinions in a political forum during their terms of service. Clerkships run one or two years in the federal courts and are highly coveted by law students. Clerks are expected to reflect their judges' neutrality in public and avoid overt publicly 
political participation or expression to protect public perception of the courts as non-political entities. Well, she didn't. As a law clerk, what do you think she's doing as a judge and then if she becomes a Supreme Court judge? And you watch. Anything the Republicans question her on, they'll call them racist. In fact, I see Dick Durbin already talking about you can't come after her like we went after all of your guys. You can't do that. If you do that, you're a racist. Did she gang rape anybody when she was in high school? Remember we were told that about, uh, I forgot his name, but remember that? Let's find out, was she? Is all you got to get is some uh, troll to come out? From their hiding place to say, yep, I was at a party. She gang raped people. And then we could bring it into the conversation, can we not? I hope you on the left help us. Help us deal with this. 269-441-9595. You listen live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. You're listening live with Rank 269-441-9595. If you'd like to partake in today's show, love to hear from you. I was telling you about this Supreme Court nominee, Judge Brown Jackson. And she she was the one who gave up this email, I guess, so people didn't discover it herself and think she was hiding something. Because someone back in whenever, it, oh, 90s, 97, Because someone in the Boston Herald wrote an article which said, hey, if we have open border policies, it will reduce the white population percentages, which is true. Because he wrote the truth, she writes him and the Herald and say that he's irredeemably evil. And she was a clerk. You're not supposed to do that as a clerk. You're supposed to have a neutrality like the person you're clerking for, the judge, To show not a bias. She is a biased person and should not be close to the bench. The code of judicial conduct that prohibits federal judges from engaging in any activity that would undermine their independence or impartiality likewise binds their law clerks. So it is still troubling that Jackson would write such a letter while serving as a clerk. It shows a lack of awareness on her part regarding the role of the judiciary, end quote. That comes from Carrie Servano, the president of the Judicial Crisis Network. Yeah, she didn't care that she was not supposed to do that. She didn't care if she exposed her judge she was clerking for to to claims of uh, being uh, partial. She didn't care. She didn't care if people thought she was impartial. That's how bad this pick is. But because she's a black woman, she'll be treated unfairly. And I say to all of you who say she shouldn't be treated as a human being first, but a color first, you're the racist. You're the bigot. So every time you hear the mainstream manipulative media or politician cry and moan about criticisms of a non-white person, That person is actually the racist and bigot because they don't want these people to be held up on the content of their character or their past deeds 
You should only look at them as a color. And if they're a color other than white and they're a Democrat, because that doesn't matter if you're on the right. On the right, they savage black and brown people. They savage the LGBTQ that may be on the right. Because they have the protection of the media who are themselves showing their racist and bigoted beliefs if they come out and say that you can't say that about her. She's black and a woman. To call this guy irredeemably evil for speaking the truth. It's 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 difficult. If she gets on the bench, we're screwed. Oh, she also called him a racist. She's not the racist. He is. Dick Durbin, who chairs the Judiciary Committee, is signaling he will hold Republicans' feet to the fire on their tone. Do you remember these people, including Dick Durbin's tone, when it came to Trump's nominee? Again, this is what gets under the crow of us on the right. If you're going to play dirty politics, it should be played on all sides or be able to be played. But the media only protects the left when it comes to dirty politics, not the right. Dirk Durbin said in an interview with Political, I'm troubled by it because it's so outrageous. It really tests the committee as to whether we're going to be respectful in the way we treat this nominee. Yet Politico never said to him, but you, you personally were never respectful. And the left was never respectful on the Trump nominees. So why do you want something different? That's the question that needs to be asked. In fact, there was a Trump administration had to withdraw one of its nominees, not from the Supreme Court, but from the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. His name was Ryan Bounds. Because as an undergraduate, not a clerk, as an undergraduate student at Stanford in the early 90s, he wrote an opinion piece for the school's conservative paper that he failed to include on the standard Senate questionnaire because he did not understand the form to call for pieces he wrote as a college student. So they withdrew. So let's see what happens. Talking about the Supreme Court. Last Friday, no, last month, it announced that it will decide on the Biden administration's bid to rescind the Trump era remain in Mexico policy. So the Supreme Court said they will hear arguments in April next month on whether the federal government has given sufficient justification for terminating that program as required by law. So they tried to terminate it by executive order, and that was shot down. Although I don't know to the extent that they're actually following it. What that is, is, okay, you want asylum? Fine. You stay in Mexico until we fix all or or run you through the process and see if you deserve asylum or not. Because so few do. So the Supreme Court will hear arguments next month on whether they can shut down the remain in Mexico policy. Two six nine four four one nine five nine five. You listen live with Rank. We'll be right back after this. You're listening live with Rank, and there are some good things to feel, or I should say, some things to feel good about. I was just telling you about the uh, 
what seems to be a bigoted and racist uh, person who they want to Biden wants to put on the Supreme Court, Judge uh, Jackson, and I'm using her own words to prove to say that if you're going to uh, she is black and you're going to accuse a white person of being irredeemably evil, quote unquote, because he writes a truth about open borders, which means she is for open borders. Do you want a Supreme Court justice who's for open borders? No. And again, I want to point out every time you'll start seeing the stories popping up today. Every time they make an issue out of her color. When the uh, person who is uh, criticizing her because of the content of her character, or what she's written in the past. That is a person telling you, I am the racist. I am the bigot. And the reason or why they're telling you that or how it is I've come to that is because they're saying this person cannot stand on her own. She's not adult enough to be criticized on content of her character or something she's actually written in the past. That's why. They're saying treat her differently because she is black and a woman. Which in itself is racist, uh, is bigoted, definitely bigoted, not racist necessarily. The racist in the way everybody uses the term now, they intermingle racist and bigotry. Most people are just bigots if they incline to be anything. But yet these same people didn't have a problem with all the filth they put on on Trump's nominees. Well, good news. Last week, I told you about Yale University. And Yale was having at their law school a uh, some type of meeting where they had a conservative speaker, if I remember correctly, and a liberal speaker. Well, the law students at Yale didn't want to hear the conservative speaker, and they shouted her down. And apparently, it says here, emails that come amid revelations that the protest was even more disruptive than initially reported. According to original jurisdictions, David Latt, students in a federal courts class across the hall from the liberal Yale students reported that they, quote, floor was shaking, end quote, and students on a different floor could hear the din while they were taking an exam. They even had to have the police escort these two people off. They were afraid that Democrat voters, Biden voters, these Yale students would attack them. They were literally taken away in the back of cruisers because they were afraid of the Democrats attacking them. Well, it's reported over the weekend, a federal judge has encouraged all of his colleagues to, quote, carefully consider, end quote, whether Yale Law School students who attempt to shout down a bipartisan panel on free speech, quote, should be disqualified from potential clerkships, end quote. Oh, yes, they should. And thank you. D.C. Circuit Court Judge Lawrence Silberman sent an email on Thursday to all federal judges in the United States, urging them to take the fracas at the nation's top law school seriously. He wrote, quote, the latest events at Yale Law School 
prompt me to suggest that students who are identified as those willing to disrupt any such panel discussion should be noted. All federal judge judges and all federal judges are presumably committed to free speech should carefully consider whether any student so identified should be disqualified from potential clerkships, end quote. Of course, of course it should. These are very coveted positions. Again, a D.C. Circuit Court judge, Lawrence Silberman, emailed last Thursday after seeing what these Yale Law students did. Not only were they shouting down these people and not letting them speak, but they were aggressive enough that they had to bring the police in to escort these women out. Women they were going after. He wrote to all the federal judges, again, I want to read this because this is good news. Quote, the latest events at Yale Law School prompt me to suggest that students who are identified as those willing to disrupt any such panel discussion should be noted. All federal judges and all federal judges are presumably committed to free speech should carefully consider whether any student so identified should be disqualified from potential clerkships, end quote. A district judge from the Eastern District of New York wrote, quote, I don't know where I come out on this yet, but agree. This is a topic of tremendous societal importance, end quote. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. And let's hope they keep them away. Talking about aggressiveness, a Florida student has sued his school over whether he alleges or what he alleges is religious discrimination by his teachers and fellow classmates. He's a freshman at Miami's Mater Academy, filed a lawsuit claiming, quote, he was discriminated and retaliated against by his high school because he is a Christian. End quote. The complaint outlines what it calls false and defamatory statements that circulated among students claiming he was planning to do a school shooting. Screenshots of communications between students show them discussing the rumored shooting and details their plans to physically assault him. Due to those shooting allegations, he was given the maximum allowed punishment of a 10-day suspension. Quote, Nicholas repeatedly made the school aware of a pattern of pervasive bullying by his fellow students, but bullying that was reinforced by words and actions of the school. Yet the school did not just sweep Nicholas's bullying claims under the rug, failing to report them as required under the law. They retaliated against him for reporting the harassment, end quote. The adults did at that school, retaliated against him. In one example, one of Ortiz's teachers singled him out, quote, in front of his peers and questioned him for believing in God and insinuated that Nicholas was ignorant for believing in the Bible, end quote. Just another example, guys. Why you got to be very, very careful of what school your kids go to and what's happening there. By the way, I asked earlier when a gentleman called in and we were talking about the $400 checks that we were told were supposed to come in a week. Just last week, I reported to you, Whitmer said, you'll be getting your checks in a week, the $400 Michigan Catastrophic Claims Association checks. 
a listener, fellow listener of yours, call, wrote in and said, I just called my State Farm agent this morning who told me they have passed the rebate issue off to a third party who will be issuing us physical checks from now until May 9th. That's not a week or within a week or within a couple weeks, May 9th. And if I don't see a check by May 9th to contact them, as far as I know, not all insurance companies are doing this. They are putting them directly into your account. Don't know, but I appreciate you letting us know. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show today. Appreciate that very much. We get to do it again tomorrow, Tuesday at 9 a.m. I am Rank, and you're listening to the Live with Rank show. Have a great, safe day.